Today's podcast is actually a rebroadcast of the audio of a webinar uh, that I presented. Uh, it's an hour long and it is absolutely packed with information. The audio quality isn't as great as I'd like it, but uh, I think you'll love the content. Building a total online presence takes a tremendous amount of work, and the good news is it never ends. Well, at least that's what we're going to talk about on this episode of the Duckton Marketing Hey, good morning, good afternoon, uh, depending upon where you're calling in. Maybe some of you, it's even good evening. Uh, this is John Jantz with Duct Tape Marketing, and I want to thank you for joining me for what will prove to be a very fast-paced online presentation today called Total Online Presence, a 12-month blueprint. I got the idea for this particular topic. Um, as, as some of you know, if you're following me, I've, I've been talking about this idea of a total online presence and and upon integration. In fact, we've created a a small group coaching program uh, that that I'm conducting and that many of my consultants are conducting. That are ba that's based on this idea of a total online presence. And in running some folks through that coaching program in in beta, uh, it really occurred to me just how much there is that uh, that that's a big part of of trying to build this total online presence. And so. One of the things that I have uh, long been a proponent of is this idea of living by the calendar, uh, and and just the fact that uh, you know what we're doing here in marketing, what we're doing here online, it never ends. There is no done. <laughs> Uh, for some of you, that's the good news. Uh, for some of you, that's the terribly horrible news. But um, I, I decided to to kind of take this calendaring approach uh, with the idea of of saying this is a long term game, and really what you need to do is get in the habit of just kind of hacking away at it um, month by month, and just keep making pushing the ball forward, whatever metaphor you want to use. Keep making improvement um, so that uh, that you can in a year from now uh, look up and see my, how far you've actually come, rather than going into to overwhelm. I do want to tell you that we are recording today's presentation. I know many people ask that. Um, we are also, I will also share a, a link with you at the end uh, where you can get the slides from today. One of the things that uh, um, the, this format really lends itself to is a lot of note taking. Um, what my goal is, is I'm going to go month by month through what I, what I suggest could be an annual plan for you. Now there are some of you that are overachievers and you, this will be a weekly, week by week plan for you and you'll get done in uh, 12 weeks instead of 12 months. But the, the goal is that you uh, download this worksheet if you haven't and you'll see that there, uh, it, it actually asks you to record uh, no more than three ideas for each month or topic that I talk about. And I'm, I'm going to apologize up front. Uh, that I'm going to go very fast today. For some of you, your your ears might bleed <laughs> with the amount of stuff to do that I'm going to share today. Because this today's all about tactics. It's all about tasks. It's all about giving you assignments that you can uh, tackle uh, month in, month out uh, over the course of some period of time that you choose. So I want you uh, to download that uh, um, worksheet if you have not yet. And uh, I know multitasking uh, can be difficult on these calls, but download that if you have not yet. Uh, we did send it out ahead of time. 
Um, and then just commit to, as I've cruised through this content, commit to one, two, or no more than three action steps that you planned, you absolutely commit to taking either this month or this week or whatever time frame that, that, that you give yourself. But rather than stressing out about the six, seven, eight that I share for every month, you pick a couple top ones. And in fact, one of the things I want to help to do to reinforce that is we're, uh, we're going to go over this annual plan so a lot of people break uh, years into quarters. And so at the end of each quarter, uh, theoretical quarter in today's presentation, I'm going to give uh, a, a, a book away and uh, I'm going to give away uh, uh, one of uh, each of my three books and then uh, Seth Godin's, uh, my friend Seth Godin's uh, newest book, The Icarus Deception. And all I'm asking you to do is uh, to, for those of you that do this sort of thing, uh, to, to, to tweet during the presentation. Only if you hear something that, that really excites you, that you're going to do, that you think was a great takeaway, uh, I want you to tweet what those uh, takeaways are using the hashtag, and you'll see it at the bottom of every slide, DTMTOP. Uh, my handle happens to be at duct tape. Uh, and I just want you to share that with your community. Share the things that you're going to do, the action steps uh, that, that really seem like great takeaways for you. Um, and we will just pick random tweeters uh, from that hashtag um, and uh, reach out to you and uh, say that you won uh, one of my books. So, um, and, and actually, you feel free to, uh, if, if you want to put those in as in the question box, that's fine here on uh, GoToWebinar over in your uh, control panel. You'll see the tab that says questions. Uh, uh, feel free to uh, to drop any questions that you have about the content today because we, we may have a few minutes at the end to uh, to cover some questions. Uh, but also if, if there's key takeaways or just uh, testimonial comments, you want to say how great <laughs> this was for uh, for your knowledge and your learning, you know, f feel free to uh, to drop those into the question box um, as well um, because uh, we love hearing that stuff and we love it, it, it helps uh, helps me know um, what makes this valuable to you guys. I'm going to warn you up front that uh, um, I'm actually going to talk at the very end uh, briefly about this small group coaching program uh, that I have created that 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 essentially surrounds this topic, but I deliver it in uh, eight life sessions with a very small uh, group. And uh, again, at, uh, at the end of this presentation today, I'll tell you how um, we, when our next group is filling and how you might get involved uh, with that uh, next group. But let's get into the content, shall we? So this program is called Total Online Presence Blueprint, and the Total Online Presence for us uh, really is this idea of being a hierarchy that starts with content, uh, and then organic SEO, email marketing, social media is frankly right in the middle of it, um, uh, then uh, goes to online advertising, mobile and location, analytics and conversion. And as far as I'm concerned, one of the my topics of the year is going to be this idea of integration. I believe that integrating all of these elements has become more important than any of the elements, uh, mastering any of the elements uh, on their own. Um, and so that, that's the idea behind this, uh, this cycle uh, that, that you go through this hierarchy and then you start over again. But let's get into um, the, the months. So we could say this is January uh, or we can just say this is month when, uh, whenever you start. And so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to rattle through a list of, of things, action steps, tasks that I suggest you do in this first month um, and then all the way through month 12. And again, this will follow a bit of that hierarchy of the things that I think should be done first. And so there is a, an order to this. So the first one is to 
to create what I call a listening station. Um, I think it's become uh, extremely important that we now are monitoring the things that are being said about ourselves, about our markets, about our competitors, our customers, um, and, and, and really creating, using this rich set of tools we have now to get a lot smarter about uh, ways that we can actually help our customers. So setting up Google Alerts for your brand, your name, your products, uh, pick five key journalists uh, that you want to set alerts for, and obviously your core competitors. And the idea is then uh, Google will just send you emails um, uh, just anytime that those things are mentioned, and that's just one of the pieces of the puzzle that you need to be listening to. Another uh, great option for those of you on Twitter is to create something that uh, is called a Twitter list. Anybody who has a Twitter account uh, can create a list, and all you're basically doing is, is dumping people in a bucket um, that, uh, that, for whatever reason, uh, because they're key customers, because they're key journalists, because they're key industry influencers, um, but, but creating lists allows you to, to more effectively filter out the 99% of the stuff that you don't really care about. So using a tool like uh, TweetDeck or HootSuite, you can actually just view in the background each of your lists um, and really be able to follow what's being said or what people are, are saying. Uh, again, it, it can be as simple as just creating a list of your customers and it just gives you a very quick check-in to see if your customers are talking about a new product, a new hire, about something great in their life. Um, this is the kind of stuff we have to be following. I happen to use uh, both HootSuite and TweetDeck. Um, to uh, to actually monitor easily monitor on my computer or uh, my mobile device uh, you know, mentions of my name my brand uh, and and again the Twitter list that I talked about uh, uh, previously you want to set up Google Reader um, I believe that one of the great uh, ways that we listen is to listen to again the content not only that's being put in say social media net or social networks but what about our customers blogs what about industry blogs or just blogs that we find interesting uh, about the topics we care about, our competitors. Um, I use actually a tool called, uh, also use a tool called Alltop or a service called Alltop which aggregates um, all kinds of blog content uh, in specific industries. You can also go to Google Blog Search and, R and there's another tool called RSS Search Engine uh, and these tools will allow you to actually find blogs that are in um, uh, topics that you care about uh, that, that you want to then follow. I read over a hundred blogs or at least scan uh, over a hundred blogs and I think that uh, it is one of the things that really uh, makes a lot of these keys or these tools that I'm going to continue to talk about uh, come together. A couple other little things. You might want to add uh, a little browser plugin called Reportive. It's uh, spelled a little bit differently. It's on the screen there. Um, and what it allows you to do, and that's for Gmail. Now, uh, if you're an Outlook user, you want to you wanna add a tool called the Outlook Social Connector. And what these tools do is allow you to, public, to see publicly available social mentions and participation from anyone that sends you an email. So you get an email in your inbox, um, and you're, maybe it's from a customer. Um, and all down the right-hand sidebar, uh, you can see what they're talking about on LinkedIn, on Twitter, and Facebook. It just makes you so much smarter. And again, a lot of these tools um, are, are meant to kind of run in the background so that you're not having to go out and run around and search. Um, the, all of this content's just delivered to you. Now, if you want to take this to the next level, uh, you, you look into a tool like Sprout Social or another fairly new tool called Mention, um, and uh, they, they have $19 and $29 a month paid accounts that really dig up a lot of this for you and kind of bring 
the, the, the things like alerts and Twitter mentions and the things that you might find, blog mentions, things that you might find on all of these various tools, um, these paid services are actually set up to, to really aggregate all of that or bring all of that content together into one place for you. So that's month one. Hopefully you got uh, your, your three ideas from that list. And again, don't worry, this is being recorded. Uh, you're going to get the slides because I'm going to move, continue to move very rapidly. Number two is something I call, we're going to work in month number two, we're going to work on something I call your content foundation. The idea behind this is that this is really content drives so much of what's going on in marketing these days and certainly what's going on in online marketing. And so uh, we have to spend a great amount of time setting up a systematic approach or at least a very strategic approach to what content we put out. I think everybody on this call today um, actually is is you know, given into the fact that they need to be producing content, but I think we have to do it in a very smart and strategic way, uh, or it just becomes an overwhelming task. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to, to actually create what I call a total content system. So what you're going to do is you're going to research key content themes. Now you do that uh, by, by brainstorming in your own with your own staff, uh, asking your customers, thinking about the questions that your customers ask you, using a tool like the Google Keyword Tool. Now from that research, what you're trying to do is create a list of 12 monthly foundational themes. These are going to be your topic themes for the entire year. Um, I do this in, in, in uh, my business. Uh, I've written about this. In fact, uh, uh, if you just, uh, if you want to get more detail on this particular aspect, uh, Google the um, total content system and duct tape marketing and you'll, you'll go right to, uh, to uh, a post where I really outline this. I believe that this is central to, to every business getting their content part right. So you're going to create the theme. So for example, my theme for the month is referrals. Um, for uh, the month of March is going to be sales. Um, maybe another month we'll have technology. So, so we have a base theme, and what we're going to do then is we're going to build everything we do all month uh, with that theme as kind of a filter. So then what we do is we go, you go out to a, a service or a tool like Alltop, um, as I mentioned earlier, and you find blogs related to each theme and you start bookmarking uh, blogs for your theme say for January. You use Google Reader and you subscribe to those. You visit a site like Quora which is a question and answer site and you find uh, the topics related to your themes and you can subscribe uh, to those themes as well. What we're doing is we're actually building a, a library or a delivery system of content so that you have fresh content coming in all about your themes and the, the first step is to build this um, um, delivery system so that you can then start um, getting ideas, curating content, sharing other people's content as we move deeper into this. But the, the first uh, job here is to create your monthly themes. So now we want to explain, expand ways to, to distribute this content that we're looking for. Uh, so we want to think about adding video. We want to think about adding a podcast. We want to think about creating transcripts from the videos we create. We certainly want to want to think in terms of compiling, say, uh, related blog posts into an ebook. Um, this is how you really 
feed this this content monster is that you you have this focus of a theme and then you just start bringing all these assets together I use another tool called scoop it uh, it's on the screen there scoop IT what it does is allows me to set up topic pages um, then they have a little uh, what's called a bookmarklet uh, so that anytime I'm out there surfing the web and I see something related to say my topic of referrals I bookmark that and it actually creates a, an aggregation of all the content around that uh, theme because I assign it to that page and then I can actually um, I can embed those topic pages I can share those topic pages in my newsletter um, it just really allows you to to start building all kinds of momentum and and really depth and breadth around your topic. I do also suggest um, in the content because what, what we're doing with a lot of this content by creating and I'm going to talk about uh, uh, that for next month uh, how you're going to get even more out of this um, but what we're doing is assembling content that we are going to write that we are going to use that we're going to publish that we are going to share um, and all of that is going to lead to enhancing our search engine optimization um, as, as a major component of our total online presence. Um, so I'm going to give you as an assignment this month to also set up Google and Bing webmaster accounts um, for your, and anyone can do it, it's free, um, but uh, these will be used for your, um, so you can understand better uh, the search engine optimization aspects of all this content that we're going to be producing. So we're on to month three, the last month of the quarter, and I'm going to talk a lot about here um, this idea of shareability. Um, I think has become uh, extremely important. In fact, it's more important than likes and follows, as far as I'm concerned, is that you're creating stuff that people want to share. Um, this is how you're going to draw links. This is how you're going to get traffic. This is how you're going to get email subscribers. Um, and I think that that developing better habits of sharing um, is an essential piece here. So. What I want you to do now is to think in terms of, for this month, we're, we've already reading blogs with our Google Reader or some RSS reader. Now we want to supplement it with, with blogs that might be of interest to your clients. So the first round was to, to think about blogs that be of interest to you, that, that you might share. But now start thinking, if you work in certain industries, you know, are there industry groups of blogs you should subscribe to that you're going to start sharing that content with your clients? I want you to look into a tool called Buffer. I want you to create a Buffer account um, and get in the habit of sharing 10 to 15 good pieces of content in all of the networks that you participate in. So uh, let me explain this step. Um, I, I subscribe, as I said, to over 100 blogs. Uh, I have a morning routine where I will go through, and I actually uh, do it on my phone. Um, I use another tool called Reader, R-E-E-D-E-R, -E -E which is an iPhone app. Um, that allows me to, I plug in, I read all the blogs, or scan through all the blogs, uh, but then it allows me to do, to do things. So if I want to tweet the content, I want to email one piece of content, um, I want to share content to buffer, I can do that right away. Um, and so because my routine is to do that in the morning, well, I don't want to share all 10 or 15 pieces of great content that I found all at one time because I'll overwhelm people, I'll miss people. And so what Buffer does, as the name implies, is it buffers the content out. It allows you to, to share at one sitting 10 or 15 things, uh, but then have that uh, spread to, the, to your networks on an every two-hour basis or so. You want to create a list of 10 potential guest 
blog targets. So in other words, these are blogs you would like to write for because they're in your industry, because they're well read, uh, because you would love the exposure. So the, the first step is to create that list and then you're going to start figuring out ways to engage those blogs um, to start participating on those blogs so that you can actually then earn the trust and the right uh, perhaps to suggest an article that you would write for guest blog. Now, I want you to also think in terms of your own blog and think in terms of creating a list of two or three guest bloggers for each of your foundational topics. So last month we created this list of 12 topics like referrals and sales and content marketing. Well now let's go out and find some people that could actually write guest blog posts for you for each of those remaining uh, foundational topics you have. That's one of the ways that you're going to really enhance and create this momentum around your, your focus topic for the month. I want to make sure that you add, a, there are many, but uh, one that I use uh, is a plugin called Sociable. What it does is that all my web pages, all my blog posts now have um, um, icons that allow people to easily share uh, any of the content uh, that, that they come across. You also want to add those icons to any of your email marketing. It might be your, your email signature or your email newsletter. Make sure that people have the ability to, to tweet your content, to uh, like your content, to share your content with their uh, fans and followers. The last piece for sharing uh, is I want you to think in terms of, again, I'm making an assumption that you have an email newsletter. We're going to talk more about your, your uh, email capabilities in a bit. But uh, for this month, I also want you to start identifying some potential list partners. And what I mean by that is two or three other newsletters that, that you read that, that are obviously not competitors, uh, but that, that probably have your same uh, target market in mind. And think in terms of ways that you might partner with them so that you could promote each other's newsletters, so you could promote each other's lists. So maybe you could actually find a way to share content um, with those folks as a way to, to really be a substantial way to build, continue to build your list. So we're starting month four, and so uh, the first quarter's over. So uh, for, uh, for for one random tweeter, hopefully you guys have been using that hashtag DTMTOP, and hopefully you've been finding some things that you're going to commit to doing this uh, this quarter, this first quarter that we talked about. And uh, so we're going to choose a random tweeter that has uh, been tweeting along with us using the hashtag today, and we're going to send them the uh, uh, Seth Godin's uh, new book, The Icarus Deception. So. You'll have three more chances for that, so uh, so keep getting those uh, tweets in there. So now we're up to uh, to month four, and now we have one job this month. You're going to create what I call a point of view ebook. This is going to be you may end up ultimately creating eight, nine, ten ebooks at some point in in uh, in the year or some point in uh, uh, your uh, your marketing and business existence. But I want to start with one. Um, and what I mean by a, mar a point of view ebook is an ebook that 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 people want from you that communicates how you're different that really outlines your process and your unique ability that you bring or your products bring or that your company brings that 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 people want to share with people people want to exchange their email address for. I found that one of the best ways to do to create a point of view ebook, an ebook that people want, is to think in terms of a process. Um, or your overall process of how you get people results and to create a list type of ebook. So, for example, um, by far and away, it's been downloaded now uh, hundreds of thousands of times. I created an ebook called The Seven Steps to Small Business Marketing Success. 
Uh, every month, about 1,500 new people download that ebook. Uh, we also have another. We've, in fact, we've created a whole host, uh, a whole library now of, of ebooks, uh, seven essential stages of a total online presence. What these do is they provide a tremendous amount of education. And, and hopefully, I like to think a tremendous amount of value, but they also uh, communicate what we do and our approach in a way and our point of view, how, how we believe that, that marketing is done and, and how we believe that the world of small business operates. And, and so these tools allow are, are, are tremendous sales tools for us while uh, allowing us to capture lots of leads. So look at your current content um, and uh, determine if you have maybe six or eight blog posts already written or that you've written around essential topics that have to do with your business, maybe your theme topics we talked about. And you could actually co compile those with a little bit of editing into an ebook. Think in terms of the future content that you would need to allow, that would allow you. So if you come up with this list idea and it mirrors um, your themes for the month, think in terms of, you know, you may actually create an ebook. If you're thinking ahead, you may actually be able to create an ebook in four or five months of just planning the right content that's going to go on your blog, uh, intentionally knowing that you want to compile it in this ebook. It's one of the easiest ways to get a tremendous uh, ebook and lead capture tool built without actually adding to the work that you're doing because you're just going to plan on it. Um, I would tell you one other little uh, tip. If you want to find some ebooks that have already been written on topics, go to Google, search any topic, um, and after your search phrase, add, that, uh, add the term file type colon PDF. And uh, you'll actually turn up uh, in Google uh, searches uh, that uh, will only be PDFs. You might actually find some people that would love for you to co-brand and share that content and share their content. So you may be able to turn up some uh, um, some great eBooks or some great content that somebody else has already written and would willingly share. Again, I want you to look for three to five strategic partners for eBook branding campaigns. So the idea behind this is once you create your incredible eBook. Um, for example, the seven steps to small business marketing success, we have now shared with dozens and dozens of other companies that have very large small business followings and we've allowed them to actually co-brand uh, that book and put it out and send it out to their uh, community. So another great way uh, to use this ebook uh, as, a, as a tool that's going to build um, your brand and allow you to reach out to other people who know they should be creating uh, ebooks um, and, and really do it for them. All right, so step number five, or month number five, we're going to dig into, we've been talking a lot about creating content. We're going to dig into uh, what I call this uh, content delivery platform. So one of the things that you absolutely want to start doing now, uh, again, my hope is that you've been blogging consistently, but now we're going to get serious about it, three to five times a week um, on your theme. So now this could be uh, original content. This could be one of your guest posts. Uh, this could actually be, um, some of the a collection of three or four of the uh, curated content uh, that you've found. Um, I want to encourage you to think in terms of adding a podcast. A podcast is a, just a glamorous way for saying audio content that you record. Uh, there's some great information out there. Um, I, I would uh, encourage you to look, if you're thinking about this, I would encourage you to look up the podcast answer man. Uh, as a website that will help you uh, get, there are there is some technology that will help you uh, do this better. Tremendous way to, to help you find guests related to your monthly themes. I had this month uh, referrals, I had Bob Berg and Bill Cates and Michael Port, you know, all published authors that that, that great, great information, great interviews about uh, the subject of referrals. So it really enhanced my theme. 
you want to think in terms of uh, a newsletter with curated content. Uh, about two years ago, I switched over from being all my content to in my newsletter to kind of snack size um, pointing out other people's content. Well, you can do this uh, obviously around your theme. You can do this um, just by finding, you know, following the, the blogs that you follow and just going out there and finding five or six stories for the week. And I will tell you that, that people want this kind of curated snack size uh, content. And, and if you become a source uh, for somebody that's producing it, um, then uh, it makes your, or not just producing it, but you're filtering it, you're aggregating, you're saying here's the good stuff. Uh, people truly appreciate that. We're all so busy now that, that making sense of some of this information that's out there has become a valuable asset. Um, one of my favorite uh, um, Google Plus uh, tools is, is Hangout uh, Live to YouTube. Another great way to deliver content. A Google Hangout is a Google Plus Hangout is nothing but live video chat. You can invite people. You can have it be very closed, or you can stream it live to YouTube. And the reason I love this from a practical standpoint is that it allows you to. What Google does is it, it shows it to the audience that uh, shows it live on Google Plus. It shows it live on YouTube uh, to whoever, whatever audience you choose. Um, but then it automatically records it and archives it on your YouTube channel. So it's a great way to uh, to easily produce video content. Then you can get transcripts done of it. You can do a lot of things with this content. But I just love the the automatic uh, mechanism. I've had a tremendous amount of uh, success using that. I'm gonna jump around a little bit on content delivery. The, the first page of that was really kind of this core stuff, but I want you to also now, particularly those of you that have done some of those core things in content delivery, you're blogging consistently. Um, start looking at Instagram uh, as a tool to tell your stories visually. I'm sure many of you have heard of it. Uh, the growth uh, over the last six months particularly has been phenomenal as a lot of particularly uh, under 30 set is jumping off of Facebook and onto Instagram and because they, they, they prefer this visual experience and plus Facebook has gotten very square of course with all of this old uh, people on it now. Um, but uh, it's a great way to start telling your stories visually. Facebook bought Instagram so there is some integration anyway. Um, focus on delivering content into your Facebook news stream. Don't pay so much attention to all the widgets and bells and whistles and things you can add. Add great content to your Facebook news stream. That's where people actually interact with it. Upload your presentations to uh, any presentations, sales presentations, webinars, events that you do. Upload those uh, to a, a place uh, like SlideShare. In fact, I'll, sh I'll share with you uh, today's uh, presentation uh, actually lives on SlideShare now. I'll show you how you can get it. Um, I already talked about this Scoop It um, curation tool allows you to really, so all you've created these topic pages. Well, think about adding those topic pages. You can actually embed them uh, into your website. You can start sharing them in your email communications. The key is to, to take this content that you're producing, and I learned this uh, long ago, um, that one of the keys is to take all this content you're producing, uh, repurpose it, find other ways to use it, find other ways for people to interact with it. That's the idea behind uh, sharing it on Facebook, on Instagram, in podcast, in video format. Um, I have found that, uh, that that you can take the same piece of content and put it in all those different formats and it means something to a different audience. So don't think in terms of, oh, they've already read that or already put that on my blog, so why would I why would I now record that as an audio? Um, it, it, there are people that want to interact with your content in different ways and I think you really do uh, yourself a disservice if you're not making it available in those uh, other ways. It's also a very practical way to turn lots of uh, content. 
Okay, we're on to month six. Month six, we're going to talk about something called landing pages. Landing pages um, are simply just, as the name implies, the place where people land um, for to do a very specific thing. So they're different than, say, your blog or your homepage where uh, you want people to navigate and find everything that they might find. The idea behind a landing page is it has one purpose and one purpose only. So I want you to think in terms of, for this month, we're going to create landing pages for a lot of things. We're going to create a landing page for your newsletter assignment. Now, you may actually have a form that somebody can sign up for your newsletter in your blog posts or on your home page, but we want to also create a page that, that you can promote, that other people can promote, that the only thing people would come there is to learn why they would sign the value of signing up for your newsletter. Um, I happen to use a WordPress plugin called Premise uh, for this, uh, for, for creating uh, my entire site is built on WordPress, and so I like using Premise because it makes it very easy to override my theme um, and create uh, landing pages that don't have the navigation and don't have all of the distractions that the rest of my theme does. Also, want you to look at creating a landing page for any of the ebooks that you are promoting. Want you to look at creating landing pages for any online events, an event like this that would have a solo purpose, and that's to get people to sign up for an event, online or offline. Your landing pages um, benefit from getting really good at, at creating short video, what I would call sales messages. So it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to sell a product or a service, but you might sell why somebody would sh uh, sign up for an event or why they would download your ebook or why they would sign up for your newsletter. Once you create these landing pages, you have to start, you have to go into the process of testing them. That's one of the reasons to use a tool like Premise or another great uh, paid tool is called Unbounce because it allows you then to start testing multiple headlines for your landing pages, testing your calls to action, or otherwise, what's in it for me, or what do you want me to do? Um, and by, by testing these, you can actually find, in some cases, uh, a, a newsletter sign-up. We've done this before, that, that uh, for whatever reason, we change one or two things about why they would sign up and how they would sign up, and, and we, we can double our conversion rate. So once you get these landing pages set up, you want to really get serious about testing them. There's one last little tool I want to tell you about uh, that, that I think is a great use for landing pages, and that's for getting <coughs> testimonials and, and referrals. Um, we use a tool called Wufoo, and it's just a form-building tool, and you can create a Wufoo form that says something like, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how likely is it that you would refer us uh, to your friends, neighbors, and colleagues? So this could be delivered to somebody after they make a purchase, uh, you know, after some period of time where you just want to go back and measure satisfaction. But what you can do with this, uh, this form tool is, dependent upon their answer, you can respond uh, accordingly. So if they say 789, you say it's, the form automatically sends them to a page where they can actually um, give you a testimonial or a referral. If it obviously it goes on the other end of the scale, it sends them to a page that says, well, gosh, you know, what did we do wrong? Help us understand how to do it better. So uh, again, landing page is very, very useful tool that you need to start building into your arsenal and again this, this will maybe start this month but you'll come back and uh, continue to do this throughout the year. Okay so we're our, we've finished the second quarter so uh, uh, again remind you tweeting uh, DTM, TOP, talk about the things you're going to do, the takeaways you're getting, the action steps you're putting in your your little worksheet there um, and uh, we're going to randomly draw somebody to get um, a copy of my latest book called The Commitment Engine Making Work worth it. So let's move on to month seven. And I did I lie? I told, told you this was going to be fast moving. Uh, now we're going to get into your email communication and, and really think in terms of revamping it. I think people totally uh, uh, underutilize uh, what it is uh, that uh, uh, is available 
uh, from email communication. So I'm finding that I'm missing a slide there. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to get to the content that's on this slide, but there's a couple points I want to make uh, uh, before it. The first thing we're going to start doing with your email is we're going to promote. So we created your content system, right? All of your themes, um, and and now we're going to start uh, bringing that curated email content from other sources that you've created, maybe from your podcast. We're just going to start collecting that um, and making that the backbone of your email communication. Again, I already talked about this idea of finding ways to repurpose your content into videos, audios, ebooks, articles. I want you this month to consider creating one email course that is delivered in a series of emails. Another form of delivery that people, the, the, the email service provider tools uh, make very easy to create something called an autoresponder series where somebody comes and they sign up and maybe once a month or once a week or over the course of seven days they're going to get a, a series of emails that tells them how to do things. Much like this month by month format. I want you to think in terms of your email campaign, building a what I call a reverse email campaign. What this uh, does is a lot of times we want to send out emails or we want to design a campaign that says, here, do this, now go to this, now go to this, to try to move people along to where they might buy something. What I'd like to suggest is, is you start at the, uh, in reverse and that your first thing you plan is what do you want the person to do you know, 90 days after they made the purchase? What's the follow-up 45 days? What's the follow-up on the day of? Uh, the purchase. And by working backwards, what I find is it forces you to create a better customer experience rather than just trying to get somebody to buy or just trying to get a lead um, and then uh, hacking together <laughs> the follow-up after the point. Consider creating email-based training for your internal staff. Another great thing about this uh, the, this autoresponder series is you can actually hire new staff, set up one time uh, a lot of the things that need to be communicated either about their position or the company, you know, everything that's going on in the marketing with the company, and you can actually have it delivered by an email uh, autoresponder service. The last piece for email is I want you to think about cleaning up your email lists. Uh, again, the email service providers, uh, uh, many of them, uh, Infusionsoft, Constant Contact, Vertical Response, AWeber, iContact. A lot of the email service providers uh, have created ways for you to clean up old email addresses, to clean up emails that constantly bounce, uh, to, to uh, obviously to purge uh, email addresses that are no good anymore. Some of that goes on uh, anyway, uh, but, but doing what, what uh, list folks will call hygiene on your list uh, can create, will create much more responsive lists, but it will also make sure that your email is getting delivered more effectively because you're not having uh, frequently sending out emails that, that nobody reads. We're going to move on to social network profiles and tackling those uh, this month. So um, I very set prescription for a few of them. I'm going to make assumptions that you're on LinkedIn and that you're on Facebook and that you're on Google Plus and Twitter. So I'm going to make some very specific direction for this month. Um, I've, my experience is that uh, people can uh, complete, need to complete, more complete their descriptions and the links to their LinkedIn profile. Uh, social search is upon us. A lot of the networks, uh, Facebook just came out with uh, announcement that they're going to start allowing more and more search internally. LinkedIn does it for their advertising um, and, and actually as a way for people to find people by title and descriptions and keywords. Um, and uh, my belief is that, that getting those profiles more complete um, is going to be important. 
the next step, uh, one of the, the areas that I see people really uh, do incomplete, they want to put logos and do all kinds of fancy things on their pages, but they don't complete the about page. So again, keywords and descriptions and links, you know, make those things uh, as rich as possible because um, that's going to be a piece of, uh, of the Facebook search. Uh, this one's a technical one, so I'm not going to go into it other than to say this is important. And, and Google author equals REL attribute um, for Google+. And I wrote an article about it. Dozens of people have written about it. It's become a really, uh, I believe it's going to be how, it is how Google is connecting and, and enhancing search based on the author of content. Um, and so if you're writing content on your blog and people are searching, do a search for uh, for, for really something you want to know how to do and you see those little uh, images, pictures of people uh, and their links to their Google Plus uh, page in writing Google search and I think that's only going to get stronger. For, for Twitter I would say add a, a branded header graphic to your Twitter profile and this is the thing that comes up, it comes up on Twitter but it also comes up in your, uh, when people are using the, the, the app. Um, uh, on, on the mobile apps on the go and uh, again I've written an article about that dozens of people do if you want to know exactly how to do it just Google um, just Google branded header graphic uh, or Twitter header graphic uh, and, and you'll find uh, probably find my content or something else that somebody else has written on the specifics for how to do that. Alright we're on to month nine now we've enhanced some of our profiles let's talk a little bit about ways to to enhance our, our integration and engagement. It's essential that you create and follow a routine to amplify all of your content. So when you do that Google Plus Hangout, when you write a blog post, when you do your podcast, even when you put out a, a newsletter and you uh, archive it online, uh, that, that you're promoting it in Twitter and you're telling people about it in LinkedIn and you're sharing it on Facebook and in Google Plus. Um, these are all places that it just has to be part of. When you hit publish, it has to be part of your follow-up routine. So you have to create that. What what is the way? What are the tools you're going to use uh, to do that? Uh, you know, many people use a tool like Hootsuite uh, that allows them to publish to all of those as well. I actually like to go individually to them. It takes me about five minutes more, um, but I uh, personalize uh, the way in which I share, uh, depending upon the network. Focus on one or two primary objectives in your social media participation. So for a lot of people, what they try to do is get on there and do everything. Um, start off in your social media participation. One great way to enhance it is to focus on your customers. Follow your customers, put group, make groups of your customers, lists of customers, and really start getting a hang of interacting with your customers. As far as I'm concerned, I, I think that can be one of the greatest ways for you to get um, value out of any social media participation, but it's also a great way to learn in an environment that's going to have uh, payoff. I would suggest that you find and like uh, 10 Facebook pages, again, of strategic partners, of influencers, of brands that you like, uh, but it's really a great way for you to start learning what uh, people are doing effectively, to start interacting. Once, once you like a page, you can actually do things on your page, you can do things on their page, uh, and again, I'm not talking about spammy things, I'm talking about sharing and interacting um, in ways, and, but, but the biggest thing is I think it starts this habit of interacting with other pages as well. Um, this one is not so much a task as, as a direction. Um, think in terms of sharing your ideas, sharing the things you care about, the things that you believe in, why you do what you do, um, instead of just constantly sharing uh, your pitches. I will tell you the stuff that I interact with the most and that I see other people interacting with the most fits into that category. I would encourage you to join this month, um, month nine, uh, 
at least 10, I'm giving arbitrary numbers here to just try to give some specifics around it, but at least 10 uh, LinkedIn groups uh, that have active conversations. Don't join the ones that just you, although all anybody is doing is, is uh, selling their goods and, and uh, spamming the community. Look at ones that have a lot of interaction. In fact, look for ones that maybe even have guidelines against uh, promoting your products and services so that uh, that you'll start finding it first off it's uh, when you belong to a group you can connect these more easily with people in those groups you can share content you can interact with people in those groups it can be a tremendous way uh, to uh, create engagement um, create uh, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna expand Twitter lists for you this month and ask you to create a potential uh, list of potential strategic partners uh, that you could actually create as a list Think about creating one piece of gated content, and all that means is you've probably gone to a page and it says, like us to get this content. It's an important way to get more uh, interaction. It's not the only way. You have to be sharing good, useful, educational, free, no-strings-attached content, and once you're doing that, you'll earn the right to actually get um, more likes using even more content. Uh, so using a tool, look into a tool like Shortstack. Uh, is a great uh, tool that allows makes you to allows you to create con um, content pages or uh, tabs on Facebook. Think in terms of the last piece on this of merging your online and offline social networking. So if you go to an on, uh, offline event like a chamber or commerce event, be prepared when you come back if you've met some people there that seem interesting that you wanted to exchange business cards or you did exchange business cards with. Think in terms of connecting now with them in LinkedIn or in Facebook or on Twitter so that you can more easily follow up and start sharing and engaging. It's, it's a really way to, a great way to speed up and, and deepen um, offline engagement or offline networking. All right, we, uh, I believe we ended, uh, did we end another quarter? We certainly did. We're on to month number 10. Um, and for this month, we're going to give away, for those people uh, tweeting out what they're going to do or the takeaways they've gotten so far, their, their main action steps using DTM, TOP, we're going to give away a copy of the referral engine, uh, Teaching Your Business to Market Itself. So we've got one more book giveaway, uh, but let's charge ahead here, month 10. Um, now we're going to get into conversion. We've, we've got content, we're spreading it, we're in Facebook, we're doing a lot more things engagement-wise. Let's really focus on how do we then take this additional traffic that we're getting and the engagement we're getting and, and really start honing in on, on the real goal of all of this, getting more customers. The very first step is, is if you haven't done this, and in some cases people have done this, but they're not really doing much with it, you've got to add some analytics tool. I love Google Analytics because it's free and it's extremely powerful. Um, once you add that, you can merge it with your webmaster accounts and with your AdWords accounts so that you really are able to hone in on exactly what's going on um, in, in all of your advertising, all of your promotion. You want to set up goals. Um, that is a piece, a, a, a report basically in Google Analytics where you can say, okay, I want, to, I want to, if I've got a landing page, I want to measure how many people come to the landing page are then converting, which you know, for a newsletter sign-up means they're signing up for my newsletter. So if you create a few of those for your your ebooks and for your newsletter, uh, it gives you the it it starts giving you the data and the insight to to actually what's working. And from there, you can then start doing your tests. They have another tool called Visual Funnels. So, for example, in many of the things that we do, uh, I want somebody to sign up for my newsletter, in which I will promote a ebook, in which I will promote a um, a webinar like this in which I will at the end promote a, a you know a purchase or an enrollment or some other uh, um, end game conversion 
Um, and what visual funnels allow you to do is, is put all of those steps in a funnel and then be able to measure how many people are moving through all of those steps with you. You want to check out tracking links. You can use a tool like Bitly or Google actually has its own so that for any link that you create, it could be in a newsletter, it could be in a billboard, it could be in a magazine, uh, obviously it can be in an email. Um, it will actually allow you to, to really keep track of all of your various campaigns. So you'll know not only did somebody come and, and uh, complete that step, but we know exactly now where they came from. And it just, uh, it, it's the Google URL tool um, and it just really allows you to add a bunch of extra data at the end of your uh, all of your links so that you can uh, get some more information. One of the things that, that I find uh, really interesting is when I started honing in on, on uh, traffic conversion channels. Um, and what I mean by that is uh, Google Analytics allows you to very easily segment where your traffic's coming from and then look at what traffic's converting. So I find some really interesting things about the fact that uh, that that Facebook folks convert at a much higher rate, say, for example, than Twitter um, traffic does. So it allows me to then really get even drill down and figure out why, first off, uh, but also figure out how to uh, enhance that. So looking at, uh, uh, I want you to really, for this month, I've given you a goal of, of uh, coming up with understanding your top three conversion channels. You want to think in terms of ways to explore, to personalize content. Uh, there are um, some tremendous uh, tools out there uh, right now that uh, uh, things like 4Q or Get Smarter Content or Survey Funnel that actually allows you to ask people questions when they come to your site um, and based on their answers, uh, direct them to uh, to specific areas of your of your site. And obviously, uh, if they're going to, if they're finding the content they're looking for, they're going to convert it at a higher rate. Um, I see a lot of sites that still do not have search on the, the site. Uh, Google Custom uh, Search is a very inexpensive tool, or the WordPress search box is actually, or search functionality has actually gotten much better. Look in terms uh, at creating a user testing test. This is for uh, about $150. Uh, UserTesting.com uh, uh, will actually go out and get. Uh, 10 or 12 targeted suspects to, to go through your site and give you feedback about a specific routine, about what they found, about what uh, elements uh, didn't make sense. You want to think in terms of adding uh, engagement tools such as click to chat. We use a tool called Olark uh, for, so that when people come on and they have a question they can actually talk to somebody in my office. You'd be amazed at how uh, much that leads to, uh, to conversion. Um, companies that, uh, organizations that need to schedule people uh, in order, in other words, people come in for appointments uh, using a tool like Schedulicity uh, on your site. It's another great way to uh, to enhance conversion. Month 11, we're going to talk about advertising. Um, I, one of the things that uh, that I think a lot of people, you know, dismiss pay-per-click advertising in some cases uh, because they they don't understand it. It seems complicated. It's it's actually can be somewhat complicated, but it also can be a very easy way for you to test. Um, other things. So I uh, I love it for testing ad headlines, for testing conversion. So you can run multiple ads very inexpensively, very quickly over a short period of time, and know uh, what you know how your pages are converting. So let's say you create landing pages, and you're going to do all these other things out there to advertise this landing page. Well, you can use Google AdWords uh, as one way to very cheaply test your conversion. Um, don't forget to link your AdWords account 
to your Google Analytics account. That way you'll be able to look all the way. They, they have a mechanism now uh, by doing that so that you could go all the way from a keyword, from an ad to a what keyword generated all the way through which are the highest converters. It's amazing how often sometimes certain ads, certain keywords get lots of clicks, but those people don't convert. And then you'll have something that looks like it's low performing, but a high percentage of them are actually converting. You've got to know that information. I would recommend this month that you create one, take one of your content, foundational content themes, um, and create a campaign around driving traffic to an ebook or a webinar or something that you've created uh, that matches your, your theme. And the reason uh, for doing this is we're enhancing search engine optimization, we're enhancing conversion, uh, we're, you're learning how to use uh, exact match, which is, is, a, is a type of um, AdWords or um, matching tool so that if somebody types in an exact match, very, very, very related, <laughs> obviously related, exactly related. Uh, to what uh, you your keywords, then they're going to find your content. It's a great way uh, to really start building additional momentum around. You can do it once a month, quite frankly, but around your themes. Look into Facebook offers and uh, and sponsored content by Facebook. Um, I have had tremendous success using very low cost Facebook offers to drive people to free content. Uh, today's uh, um, uh, Webinar is actually an example. Uh, I used a, a, an offer just for a couple days. I think I spent about $60 and uh, it, it added an additional 250 or so um, enrollees to just to today's uh, uh, webinar. All right, the final month, mobile friendliness. So again, we all know that you know more and more people, at some point we'll get to 100% of people will have a smartphone in their pocket at all times. Uh, they'll take it to bed with them. They'll certainly take it when they're out there on the go. Um, and so there's some things that even if we're not ready for the full suite of, of mobile marketing, there's some things that I think we absolutely need to do and I'm gonna put them in, in month 12. First one is to make our content uh, mobile friendly as quickly as possible. Easiest way to do that is, is your uh, your a blog or your your website to add a, a if you're using WordPress to add a WordPress plugin uh, WP Touch uh, is a, a free or low cost uh, plugin that automatically makes your content a little more mobile friendly. It doesn't have a lot of style, but it's you can have it up and running this afternoon. Another option is to really start looking at redesigning your or, or at least uh, considering a what what is called a responsive. Theme. Uh, I happen to use a custom child theme on the Genesis framework. Uh, you can get uh, uh, themes, Genesis and themes from, from Studio Press. Um, and what these uh, responsive themes do is they respond, so they change the design um, to depending upon uh, the device that's trying to look at it. And I think that that's where we're really headed. Um, now, some businesses, uh, a restaurant, for example, needs to highlight a very specific content. So somebody on a mobile device is probably not uh, looking for a, uh, the website of a restaurant because they want to read their blog content. They probably want directions, they want the menu, they want the specials, they want the happy hour. So uh, a tool like Duda Mobile, this D-U-D-A Mobile, does a really good uh, job with uh, creating uh, what I call highlight sites. So uh, it allows you to highlight the content. Um, you want to claim uh, your, at the very least, claim your business location on Yelp, Foursquare, and Facebook so that people can check in and start sharing that they've checked in uh, at your business. And then the last piece is to explore SMS, which is uh, another word for uh, term for text messaging. 
Um, I know a lot of people are very, very opposed to it, but it can be a tremendous tool. Uh, there's a growing set of people that want to communicate that way. For example, when I go and speak at an event, um, people want my slides, and what I will uh, do is I will share a, uh, a short code that if they text me a message, it will give them a link to, the sl to my slides so they can download my slides. But I'll also start a conversation right then and there that says, oh, and by the way, send your email address to this or respond, I'm sorry, with your email address if you like, and I will also send you my weekly newsletter. So uh, you're not only giving people the slides that they want, you're giving them the ability to actually give you their email address and subscribe. So uh, think about these tools in, in that manner and accomplishing the things that you want to do rather than simply writing them off, uh, particularly short messaging. Uh, many people write it off because they think of it as a very spammy technique. But again, I'm, I'm telling you there are uh, the under 30 set, I, and I can speak this because I have four daughters <laughs> under 30. Um, you know, the, it's it's a it's a growing in, in the way that they want to communicate. So you're not uh, simply forcing another channel; you're actually facilitating in a way that people want to communicate. So uh, that's uh, my rapid fire 12 month uh, romp. Um, hopefully, I didn't hurt too many people <laughs> with that. But my goal was to give you at least a dozen or more. Uh, things to go away with uh, and, and go to work on. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's going to push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you listen to your podcasts.